Welcome to the Leaders in Payments podcast, where we talk to C-level leaders from across the payments landscape. We'll be discussing the products and services that impact the payment space today, as well as trends and predictions for the future of payments. We will also hear stories from our guests about their journeys to the top. We see incredible uptake. So we are seeing more and more members using their points on micro and smaller transactions than we've ever seen before. We're seeing those members spend more on their card. And so it drives further loyalty back to the credit card company. And we see an increase in transaction size with the retailer and frequency. So by democratizing your value of your points, we are actually enhancing the member value, the customer value, and the retailer value. That was Jonathan Silver, the CEO of Engage People, and he is my special guest this week on episode 178 of the Leaders in Payments podcast, and I'm your host, Greg Myers. Jonathan has a passion for creating something new that will change the industry and leave a legacy he can be proud of. Engage People is a technology-focused loyalty company that aims to democratize loyalty currency. How do they do it? They integrate into the payments ecosystem by enabling technology to offer your loyalty credit card points, for example, as a form of payment. According to Jonathan, their proprietary platform provides the conduit between loyalty programs and the retail checkout process, with a vast network of clients and partners integrated into one truly unique ecosystem. Jonathan and I go on to talk about his journey to becoming the CEO, including the two proprietary brands under the Engage umbrella, what the future of loyalty payments looks like, and how his passion for creating something impactful will eventually lead to a de facto payments offering for the loyalty currency market. We've got a great episode ahead, so let's get started. Hi, Jonathan. Thank you for being here, and welcome to the Leaders in Payments podcast. Hey, Greg. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Great, great. So let's dive right in. If you don't mind, tell our audience a little bit about yourself, maybe where you grew up, where you went to school, where you currently live, a few things like that. We'll circle back to your professional journey in a minute, but maybe just get us started with a few of the basics. Sure. So I grew up in uh, Johannesburg in South Africa, moved to Toronto, Canada when I was 18 years old. So really did most of my growing up and maturing in Canada. Went to university in Toronto and have stayed here. You know, Toronto has been a great place to, you know, to grow up, to raise a family and to start a company. So it's been a good journey and a good move into Canada. Awesome. So let's discuss the company, Engage People. So tell the audience what Engage People does. So Engage is a technology-focused loyalty company. We have two products that we bring to market. One called Podium, which is our loyalty management system. It is a SaaS-based platform that manages everything for a loyalty program. So when you log in, seeing your point balance, doing being the points bank, marketing, communications, handling redemption. Um, and Podium is a, you know, it's a great piece of software. It's a SaaS-based platform and incredibly robust. And we think it's a market leader in the industry. The other product we've brought to market is a product we call Access Plus, and Access Plus is our payments solution. We have a vision of enabling members to use their points as a form of payment, and so to actually really open up the value of your loyalty program and the currency associated with that. And so what Access Plus does is it's the conduit between a loyalty program and a retailer's checkout process. 
And so for our clients, whether they're on Podium or have their own loyalty management system, single integration into Access Plus gives you access to all of our retail partners. And for our retail partners, a single integration into Access Plus gives you full access to all of our clients. And so what we have created is a true network effect, That's and we've reached the tipping point of that. So we are furiously adding on both more clients and more retail partners and building out an ecosystem that we think is unique in the marketplace. So from that point of view, that's driving the rapid growth of Engage. Right now, our focus has been North America only with a primary focus on credit card loyalty. And we're now expanding beyond credit card loyalty, uh, you know, so to think about your hospitality points, sales incentive, employee recognition points, and also starting to our global expansion into Southeast Asia and Western Europe. Are there other verticals beyond those you just named that you're participating in? You know, right now it's limited capacity. So we are very, very focused on expanding the retail network and have teams that are just working on integrating new retail partners. And then focusing, like I said, primarily on financial institution credit card loyalty programs this year and expanding into those two verticals. And at that point, it'll have a natural progression to any form of currency. So the technology does enable you to use your crypto currency as a form of payment at a retailer. And the beauty is it's seamless to the retailer. So they still just see a payment come in and they actually treat it like a cash, like a credit card or a cash payment. And we actually take care of all of the heavy lifting around conversion rates, funding, and all the other pieces of the payment network. There are logical expansions for it, but primarily right now, it's just building out the network as quickly and as, and as widely as possible. Just so I'm clear, when you say the network, so if my e-commerce company has a loyalty program my customers can use the points through that program to redeem stuff at this retail network that you're building. Yeah. So, you know, retail loyalty is not really our market. It's think more, I have my credit card points. So if you have your points on your credit card, you can redeem them for the, you know, traditional rewards on the credit card platform. So what Podium Mm -hmm. does, but now you have the ability to redeem them, you know, whether it's at Amazon or PayPal. And as we add more and more retailers to the network, when you go to pay with PayPal, you'll see, hey, Greg, you're going to use this credit card. Or oh, by the way, you have so many points. Do you want to use your points for this transaction? We're moving into POS as well. So, you you know, you walk into a store and you swipe your card, tap your card, and it'll say to you, you know, you're buying this coffee for $4. Hey, Greg, do you want to use your points for this transaction? So making your point, your currency, that ubiquitous so that you can extract maximum value out of it from a program sponsor point of view. And how do you go to market? Do you have a a direct sales team or do you have partner channels? How do you find new business? Yeah, so we have a small direct sales team. You know, we have a that focuses both on our client acquisition and our retailer acquisition. We are doing partnership deals on both sides. So what's interesting is a lot of our competitors, you know, we've signed a contract with a few of them to actually use Access Plus into their client programs. So it's an interesting position where we actually are supporting competitors of ours. And on the retailer side, it's a combination of direct sales and processor uh, integrations. 
I know you mentioned earlier that part of your product set is, is SaaS-based. Is that sort of the future, like the whole product set will be that way? Or are there other like transaction fees and other types of, you know, monetization that you'll do? Yeah, so on the Podium side, that's all, I mean, it's 99% SaaS license fees. The transaction redemption business, so people redeeming their points, whether it's for travel or through the Access Plus network or merchandise and gift cards, that's all transaction-based. And so more like a processor than a loyalty program provider. And what would you say differentiates your company from your competitors out there? You know, the two sides, each of us have different areas where, you know, we focus on. For Engage, our biggest differentiator is Access Plus. So we are building the first payments network for the loyalty industry. And it's been a Herculean effort. I don't want to discount. It's taken us five years to get where we are right now. And so for us, the ability to build out that network you know, and expand it as rapidly as possible is a massive differentiator and a unique value proposition in the marketplace. And on the Podium side, we have a very, very robust SaaS-based platform that allows our customers to actually manage content promotions, special offers to segments of their population, their their base in real time. And so it is a true data-driven admin panel run platform. So you have the ability to turn around and say, hey, I want to run a promotion for customers who look like X. You know, maybe your points are going to be worth more if you redeem it retailer Y. And to do that in real time without engaging any IT resources. So, you know, those are the two big differentiators in the marketplace. But Access Plus is today unique in the marketplace and we have a first mover advantage there that we're trying to take advantage of and is there a a size of the company like you know a, a loyalty program like this isn't worth investing in if you're, you don't have x number of consumers i mean is there a do you end up doing some consulting kind of work with your customers around things like that it's interesting so on the podium side yes podium is an enterprise platform so it is targeting you know tier 1 to you know, maybe some large regional financial institutions or local, you know, larger loyalty programs. On the Access Plus, it is built in a way uh, that there are standardized APIs for both our customers and for our retail partners. And as long as people are coding to our APIs, there really isn't a minimum size requirement. We've just actually launched a small program probably only has about 80,000 members on it a couple of weeks ago. We're launching one in the next couple of weeks that has 38 million members. So, yeah, it runs the gambit. For us, the key is to ensure that you can meet the standards required from our SLAs and our APIs, and then we're good to have anybody on board. Well, where do you see the industry? And you can kind of you can, you can answer this in either the the payment side or kind of the loyalty side or both. But where where do you see those industries or that industry headed in the next say two to three years? You know, so from look, we're completely biased opinion, right? So let's start with the loyalty side. We are firm believers that unlocking the value of the currency has massive benefits for the program sponsor for the members and as well as the retail partners. And so we are driving further engagement and higher ROI member satisfaction by opening up currency as a form of payment. 
from a retailer point of view, we're giving them access to billions of dollars of currency that they were otherwise unable to get to in an, in an efficient manner. You know, on the general payment side, we're seeing more and more digitized, you know, utilization of digital wallets. Those are, you know, ubiquitous already. Uh, BNPL seems to have spiked and now reached its operating plateau is probably the right word. And so, you know, just more seamless and frictionless payment options, right? And I just want to caveat, we are not experts in payments. We are loyalty industry experts. It's interesting because, you know, you've got Starbucks, obviously, with sort of, you know, their loyalty play and everything. How do you get companies and consumers to engage at that sort of level? Like, how do I, you know, I, I log in to pay my credit card bill and I see I have points available. I, I don't know if a thousand points is good or bad, or yeah. I don't know how to redeem that. I mean, it just seems to be a consumer challenge as well. Sure. So if you think about our vision, right, it's it's actually turning that on its head. I 100% agree with you that you look at, you go online, first of all, you forget to go online, or you're going to go do something and you're like, oh, I should have got I should have gone and redeemed for a gift card so I could buy that at Amazon. We're flipping that completely so that actually when you're in the checkout process, I will prompt you and say, hey, Greg, you're about to buy, you know, whether it's a coffee to or something at a, a, you know, a large retailer and say, hey, Greg, you're about to pay for this your credit card. Do you want to use your points for 100% of the transaction or a piece of the transaction? Doesn't really make a difference to us. And by engaging you at that moment in time, I am bringing your, the value of your points to the forefront. So if you come back to your example, you don't know whether, you know, what my points was a good deal, whether it was, and you forget about it. I'm going to prompt you at checkout, which says, you're about to buy this widget. Do you want to use your points for it? And as a consumer, you take a step back and say, oh, it's kind of free, right? It's an opportunity cost, but it's not really costing me money. So do those points have value to me in this transaction? And we see incredible uptake. So we are seeing more and more members using their points on micro and smaller transactions than we've ever seen before. We're seeing those members spend more on their card. And so it drives further loyalty back to the credit card company. And we see an increase in transaction size with the retailer and frequency. And so by democratizing your value of your points, we are actually enhancing the member value, the customer value, and the retailer value. That's fascinating to, to, I would think that it's a technology challenge to build that. So I can understand why it's taken a while to build that, to be able to put those points in your checkout. That's, that's fascinating concept. Yeah. No, if you think about it at the beginning, we had an idea, right? We didn't have any clients and we didn't have any retail partners. And so that was the biggest challenge, right? Here's a great idea, but how do you get started? And so, you know, where we're happy right now is we have major retailers on board and incredible market share on the client side. So we're starting to see an acceleration of both the clients and the networks. And so very excited about you know the rest of this year and 23 and 24 from growing out this network. Sure, sure. Before we move on to your career, let's move back to the company a little bit. Can you tell us how big the company is, where it's headquartered, just a few kind of logistical things like that? Yeah, so we're headquartered in Toronto. We have a significant development office in Perugia, which is in the middle of Italy. Great team there and a couple of people in the U.S., mainly sales focused. We're about 133 people right now, growing rapidly. So, you know, we're on track to grow 
another 40% next year. How did the whole COVID situation, I mean, was did that make it easier, harder? I mean, obviously more people were going online to buy things, but I'm not sure if that affected your business in a positive way immediately or if it really had much effect. Can you talk about that? Yeah, it had a... You know, it had multiple effects on the organization. So from a transactional redemption, people stopped traveling and started redeeming more at retail. So we saw a, a spike in utilization and we launched the Access Plus product in the middle of COVID. And so, you know, so a massive uptake. As people have started to travel and we haven't seen a decline in our utilization of Access Plus. So I think COVID gave us a bump in a need and an awareness, but we've managed to maintain that from a transactional revenue post, uh, you know, as people have started going out more and stuff and traveling. From an organizational point of view, you know, everybody worked from home and some cultural impact there that we're still dealing with, trying to get people back to work, but most people are very happy working at home. And so, you know, it's trying to get that balance between Getting people together from a cultural point of view, you know, people's productivity and you know work-life balance, and so you know, we were fortunate that we were fairly unaffected by COVID and managed still to grow. You know, nineteen in twenty and twenty-one. You know, in twenty-two, we're seeing a little bit of the post-COVID impact in that our sales act process slowed down from new customer acquisition, mm-hmm. and that's starting now. You know, so missing out on a new client sales for a short, you know, for a time in 21 is impacting us this year. But we're seeing a massive uptick starting now going into next year again on the sales process side. Well, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about you. So maybe walk us through your professional journey, how you got to be in that role as the CEO. You know, so I started out working in the loyalty industry many, many years ago, working for a company called Maritz. So Maritz was the largest incentive and loyalty company in the world at the time. And it's one of the early employees of their Canadian offices, you know, worked there for you know, seven, eight years. And then dot-com era decided to try stuff on my own and actually had a very similar to idea to what we're doing today from using your points as a payment. However, you know, e-com wasn't around and, you know, and the technology didn't exist, a little bit premature. Worked for another company in the loyalty space as well. And in 2008, decided to you know, branch out and do my own, start my own company. The original idea was around how do we use technology to make loyalty programs more effective. And so ended up partnering with a company called Raw, which is R-A-W, and merged my company with their company and a third company a couple of years later to create became engaged. And so for the first you know, five or six years around that, it was very much around building technology to make your, your programs more effective. So the precursor to what's currently our Podium platform. And then in about 2017, we had the idea of how do we start using points as a form of payment. That took us a long time to get our first retailer and our first client on board. Very fortunate that we had really good clients come along the journey with us. You know, so we spoke to them about a concept and you know they were on board and did a deal with the largest e-commerce company in the world. So, you know, that kind of set us going into where we are today. And so it's been a an interesting journey. A lot of growth and a lot of ups and downs 
over the last little while. But, you know, I think the company's better or is in a much better position now than it's ever been. And we're really excited about, you know, how using points as a form of payment is going to drive and change an industry. And we're at the forefront of it. It's fascinating. Well, what are some things you're passionate about? So maybe one one professional passion and one personal passion. On the professional side, it comes back down to a legacy. And, and we, we talk about this at work a bit, you know, quite a bit with employees, which is we are in a position to build something that when we are successful will be ubiquitous. And just like there's Visa and MasterCard, process payments. Our goal is that the Engaged Access Plus is going to be the de facto payment processor for loyalty currency. And so, you know, we sit back and we have a look and say, you know, in five years time or 10 years time, we're going to look back and go, hey, we built that. And that's a legacy that's going to outlive all of our careers. And there's something very you know, exciting about that and the ability to get that done. And so, you know, when you talk about our passion, it's to make a difference and to create something that's going to change an industry and last. And so, you know, really, really excited about what we're doing. And we have a, an incredible team at Engage, you know, who thrives on getting hard stuff done. And it's one of the core DNAs of this company is that everybody who says stuff's impossible, we get done. And so it takes a lot of hard work and dedication and passion from everybody, you know, in this organization. I mean, we've got a company of rock stars, so, you know, it's an exciting opportunity for us to build and we're doing it with great people. So incredibly excited about what we're doing and passionate about what we're doing. Okay. What about a personal passion? You know, the personal side, it's family and travel. Like I, I love seeing the world. I love going to new places, you know, between work, wife, kids, and trying to travel as much. It's, that's our lives, right? And so, you know, trying to make the most of it as best we can. And, uh, you know, make sure we're just having a ton of fun in the process. Well, this, this final question, I always like to get the CEO's view, view of this. And, you know, I started in payments 17 years ago when the word fintech didn't exist. And, you know, it certainly I kind of fell into the industry. It wasn't like I saw an industry that I wanted to be in. Whereas today, I think that's different, right? You can take fintech courses in college. You can, you know, you look at the space we're in and, you know, minus the last six months of a recession or whatever we're in or not in. It's a sexy, hot industry to be in. So much money has been put into it and you've got the, you know, the sexy brand names that people want to work for. But the question is, if someone joins your organization or comes into the industry and maybe they're really young, right out of college, what would you tell them they need to do to be successful? So you're going to spend, you know, they'll tell you eight hours a day, but it's way more than that working. You better love what you do because, and you have to be excited about what you're accomplishing in your role. Career growth, career development comes out of passion. And if you're not enjoying what you're doing, it's not the right fit for you. The other part of it is the cool stuff is hard. If it was easy, everyone would do it. And so nothing wrong with failing. There's a lot wrong with not trying. And so I'd look at everybody and say, hey, if you want to be in this space, it is exciting. The one thing we will guarantee you is that there will be change and change is constant. And even in our own company, I tell people, you know, don't like the way we're doing something, wait three months because we're going to grow and change <laughs> as well. 
And so as, as you think about this burgeoning industry, you know, as, you, as you mentioned, there's a lot of capital going into it. There's a ton of in- innovation happening. So make sure you're passionate about what you're doing. Take your chances. Take your risks. You'll be successful if you love what you're doing and you take the right chances, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's very sound advice. There's a lot to be said for enjoying what you do and being passionate about that. I, I completely agree. Yeah. And take risks, man. And risks are important. Like, Yeah. When you're young, you can, you can do that, right? You can do it at any age. You know, Greg, when I started my access, my wife was pregnant. I was in the middle of a renovation and I had an overpaid cushy job, right? And had I not done it then because I was already, you know, in my 40s, you know, when was the right time, right? Right. And so it's never too late. You could be 20, you could be 70. It doesn't make a difference if you have the passion and you'll have, if you have the passion and you'll have the energy to do it, do it. Yeah, fair enough. I, I, I agree. Well, Jonathan, we've covered a lot of ground on the company, the industry, your background and, and your journey. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up? No, I appreciate the time. Look, and I think anybody who's looking at this space, now is the time, right? There's a huge amount of opportunity and it's going to change. The whole world's going to get disrupted. And it's an interesting time when the large enterprise financial institutions are looking at fintech as well as fintech startups. And so everybody's looking at, you know, how this is going to change the industry in the future. And whenever there's change, there's opportunity. And that's the beauty of it, right? Absolutely. Well, Jonathan, thank you so much for being on the show. I know your time is very valuable, so I really appreciate you being here today. Hey, no problem, Greg. I appreciate the opportunity and look forward to speaking to you again in the future. Absolutely. And to all you listeners out there, I thank you for your time as well. And until the next story. Thank you for joining us this week on the Leaders in Payments podcast. Make sure you visit our website at leadersinpayments.com, where you can subscribe to the show and where you'll find our show notes. If you enjoyed listening, please share on your social channels as well. 